welcome to Counter Melody, the podcast on great singers and great singing. Each week, you will encounter me, Daniel Gundlach, as your host, guiding you along a magical route that will bring us closer to the voices of those singers that most enchant and transform us, no matter what else is going on in the world. Thank you for joining me on that path. This week's episode. Hi there, everyone. Every so often, I like to depart from my usual menu of opera and classical singers. And today, I am going to bring you an absolutely fantastic singer that you may not have heard of by name, but more likely by reputation. That is the jazz singer Joya Sherrill, who lived from 1924 to 2010. She was most known for her appearances with Duke Ellington, who first came to his attention when she was merely a teenager. But therein lies a tale. First, let's just hear a few examples of Joya Sherrill's voice. Her first big hit with Duke Ellington was the now classic, I'm Beginning to See the Light. Here's the vocal portion of that recording from the year 1944. get into the story of how Joy Sherrill came to Duke Ellington's attention, but let me just say very briefly that it was because of her prowess as a writer. I found an interview in which she tells the story. This was part of a 1994 interview with the jazz historian and former Duke Ellington publicist Patricia Willard from the year 1994. So here's the story of Joya Sherrill and her first encounter with Duke Ellington. I uh, wrote lyrics to take the A-train, 
And the way this came about is as a child, I always loved singing. I, I loved it. I, I used to listen to Ella Fitzgerald and Billie Holiday and all the singers, and I would you know, learn all the words to all the songs, and I would sit up in the window of my house at two or, two or three in the morning listening to the music and singing. And my parents were in bed. Nobody knew this, of course. But anyway, I was listening to a Glenn Miller rendition of Take the A Train, and I'd never heard the song before. And uh, I said, i got to sing this. I wanted to sing as I did with all the other songs, but there were no words. So I was a writer, I was the editor of my school paper, and I wrote a lot of poetry, and so I wrote lyrics so that I could sing it. And so as most kids do, I went to my father and I said, just casually, you know, I, I wrote this, and I, sang, I want to hear the song, and I sang it to him. He said, that's very good. He said, you know, Duke Ellington wrote that, and I didn't know that before. He said, you know, he might be interested in hearing these lyrics. Well, my father was a man in public life. He knew everybody in Detroit. I lived in Detroit at the time. And uh, he made arrangements for, the meet, for me to meet Duke when he came to the theater. So Duke was at the downtown theater in Detroit, and I got a black dress and I had a, bought some veiling. I wanted to really look sophisticated, you know. And uh, I was 15 years old at the time. Anyway, and I went down went backstage, I saw the show, went backstage, and I can remember this imposing figure coming across the stage with this little fellow beside him, who was Billy Strayhorn. And so Duke said, uh, you know, so, so charming, he said, uh, I understand you've written uh, words to take the A train. He said, uh, we'd really like to hear that because we weren't able to come up with anything. He said, this is Billy Strayhorn. He, he wrote the music to it. So Billy sat at the piano, and he asked me to sing it. And of course, I sang it. Then he said, uh, sing something else. Well, I wasn't prepared for that. I, I had no idea, but I knew every song in the books at the time. And so I sang another song. When I finished, he said, sing something else. And I sang something else. I ended up singing three songs plus take the A train. So anyway, Duke said, when will you be out of school? And I told him, he said, well, let me know when you'll be out of school because I can always use a good singer with my band. Well, I was much too sophisticated to believe that. I thought he was being very polite, and I appreciated it. He gave me an autographed picture himself, which I wanted, and asked me to leave the lyrics with him, which I should never have done, my dear. <laughs> but anyway, I was happy because actually all I really wanted out of this meeting was for someone to sing, if you know, they like these birds, sing it. You know, I had no idea about royalties, I knew nothing about any of that. And of course, Duke and I, through the years, we sort of joked about that. You know, I mean, I would say, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, and he would kind of smile. But really and truly, I have absolutely no bad feelings about it, because I would have probably never been in show business had I not done that. I would, that's not an area I was seeking, you know. And I really credit those lyrics with me getting started in a whole new career. Of course, I could have learned, loved the billions of dollars that uh, the song is making, but listen, what's money? You know what I mean? <laughs> Joya not only made a cache of classic recordings with Duke Ellington and his orchestra in the mid to late 1940s, she also toured and sang with a group in those years in the 1940s when Duke Ellington was at his absolute peak. She also wrote lyrics to a number of other Duke Ellington standards, including this one, which was actually composed by band member Rex Stewart, and which became another hit for her and for Duke Ellington, Kissing Bug. <laughs> Take my hand 
and lead me to the preacher man. But now I find it's just a line, you're nothing but a kissing bug. You wouldn't, you couldn't be true if you tried. She may have only been a permanent member of Duke Ellington's troupe until the late 1940s, but she continued to appear with him and with members of his band for decades beyond that. In 1965, she made a classic recording called Joya Sherrill Sings Duke, in which she was accompanied by a number of his band members. And here's her version of another Duke Ellington favorite, Duke's Place. Baby, take me down to Duke's Place. Wildest spot in town is Duke's Place. Love that piano sound in Duke's Place. Saxes do their tricks in Duke's place And all the fellas swing their chicks in Duke's place So come on, come on, get your kicks in Duke's place Find yourself a seat and when you want to eat You look around and yell, wait up You fill your cup chock full of dreams and then you drink it up you're jetting along with your baby It's after three o'clock But baby, it's early If you have never been to Duke's place Then you better take your tootsies into Duke's place Cause that's where life begins in Duke's place Just look around and yell, waiter. You fill your cup chock full of dreams and then you drink it up. You're jetting along with your baby. It's after three o'clock and baby, it's early, early, early. If you've never been to Duke's place, just take your tootsies into Duke's place. Cause that's where life begins in Duke's place. Oh, hurry, hurry, hurry. Down to Duke's place. 
In that interview we heard earlier, Joya herself said that if it had not been for her interest in words, she would not have gotten the break that she did. And she continued that interest in writing not just lyrics, but also music through her adult life. She took inspiration from nursery rhymes and composed words and lyrics to a group of songs which eventually were collected on a 1959 recording called Sugar and Spice, in which she was assisted by noted conductor and arranger Luther Henderson. These songs remind me of, well, there was, I think it was on Bullwinkle in the 1960s, there was a feature on the show called Fractured Fairy Tales, in which one would encounter retellings of fairy tales, which sometimes went above the heads of the children who were the supposed intended audience. Now, I don't think these songs that Joya Sherrill wrote are at all intended for children. They're far too sophisticated. They're far too hep, if you will. But there is an undeniable childlike appeal in this material. And this interest in childhood matters would affect Joya Sherrill's life in many different ways, both personal and professional. Here is her version of the song Hi Diddle Diddle, which definitely has a very playful quality to it, while still evoking a good deal of sophistication. Moo moo, meow meow, bow wow. Hey, hi, diddle, diddle, the cat and the fiddle, the cow jumped over the moon. The little dog laughed to see such sport, and the dish ran away with the spoon. The goose was delighted, the horse got excited, and started to dance up and down. The frog cleared his throat and let out a note that moved everybody in town. The pigs made moans with their saxophones The cows made howls with their trombone growls The horse drew heat with the wild drum beat The birds all sang with the bebop twang Hey diddle, the cat and the fiddle Man, you never saw such a sight They hipped it and hopped it and bipped it and bopped it The barnyard was jumping last night The bow wow bumped the cow cow, jumped the dish, ran away with the spoon. I say hi, 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 The giddy up, looped the green back, hooped and moved everybody in town. The rooster crowed as the hot licks flowed, the cackling hen cackled now and then. Ducks quack quack and the geese honk back Man, the chicken coop was a swinging group I mean they jived it and they jammed it Man, they really shim sham shabammed it With a schooly dootin' dootin' and a cock a doodle too That barnyard was jumping last night
Now, I mentioned that Joya Sherrill continued to perform, albeit somewhat sporadically, up until her later years. And in fact, at the age of 69, she went to Sweden and recorded a final album of Duke Ellington standards in which she sang a number of songs, including this version of Don't Get Around Much Anymore. Miss the Saturday dance Heard they crowded the floor Couldn't bear it without you Don't get around much anymore Thought I'd visit the club Got as far as the door They all asked me about you anymore Well now darling I guess that my mind's more at ease But nevertheless Why store up memories Been invited on dates Might have gone but what for around much anymore Couldn't bear it without you Life is lonely without you Awfully different without you Don't get around much anymore Now I have a few examples to play for you of Joya Sherrill in her early years with Duke Ellington. Let's start with a live radio recording of a song that had been made famous in a movie called Christmas in Connecticut that starred Barbara Stanwyck. There's nothing particularly holiday-centric about this song. It's simply called The Wish I Wish Tonight, and it's a radio recording from the summer of 1945. In the microphone spotlight now appears lovely Joya Sherrill. Joya, tell us about the wish I wish tonight. I'm wishing that I may, I'm wishing that I might have the wish that I wish tonight. I've told my lucky star the wish that I've made And every time so far he's come to mind It may not be today, it may not be tonight But I'm sure it will be alright And maybe by tomorrow if I wish with all my might I might have the wish I wish tonight Yes, indeed, the wish I wish tonight. Here's another Duke Ellington song that, since it was first recorded by Joya Sherrill, has gone on to become a real jazz standard. 
This is Hit Me With A Hot Note and Watch Me Bounce. What's interesting about this recording that was made in the year 1945 is that it was not released until 10 years after it was initially recorded. This is not the bounciest, if you will, version of this song you've ever heard. It's much more controlled than wild. But remember, this was the first version of this song. And it's just interesting to see how it was initially performed. Hit me with a hot note and watch me bounce. Hit me with a hot note and watch me bounce. When trumpets heat up. And watch me bounce Start that trombone sliding While I gather steel Keep that tempo riding Oh, you boy, you do, you do, you do, you do, you do, Hit me with a hot note and watch me bounce Knock me out with music in great amounts Hit me with a hot note Watch me In those early years, Joya Sherrill recorded more than a dozen songs with Duke Ellington and his orchestra. And this one, I have to say, this is probably my favorite of those recordings from that era. This is from the year 1945 with music by Duke Ellington and words by Mac David, long, strong, and consecutive. What amazes me about her is the smoothness of her voice the way in which she sings absolutely perfectly in tune, no matter how complicated the harmonic underpinnings of any of these songs. And also, for a young woman who had barely reached the age of 20, the sophistication and the knowingness that she brings to some of these lyrics is quite remarkable and, dare I say, precocious. This one is really a blast, long, strong, and consecutive. Sweet, smooth, and conclusively 
to play on my home team when i order chicken i don't want the gizzard when i go a fishing a man or won't do you must be a standout a whirlwind a wizard gotta be the champ or else you're through kiss me long strong and consecutive no short snort will suit me jack long strong and consecutive hold me close like aces back to back Joya Cheryl, according to interviews that she gave, never really left the group. She continued to appear with Duke Ellington in various special projects, of which we're going to hear examples from two. First, there was a 1957 television extravaganza called A Drum is a Woman, in which she appeared opposite operatic soprano Margaret Tynes, whom I've also featured on her own episode back in the first year of the podcast, I think. But that's how I first became aware of Joya Sherrill and began seeking out her recordings and listening to her work more closely. Through the influence and with the encouragement of Strayhorn, Ellington began to write longer, more ambitious pieces, which often were collected under the title Suite, but these works were not always rapturously greeted by the critics or by his audiences, but they form such a central part to his legacy. And he himself said that his work should not simply be classified as jazz, and Latter-day music scholars have certainly agreed with him in that assessment. It transcends a single genre, and while one might feel that Ellington's work in the 1940s represents his peak, other people might feel differently about that. This work, A Drum is a Woman, I've heard the recording, of course, but it was a television extravaganza that had a narrative thread running through it that, to our present-day vantage point, might appear to be a little dated. But there are many fascinating elements to this piece, including this number called Caribbee Joe. And Joya Sherrill's character in this work is one mythic figure named Madame Zage. These works often featured Ellington himself as the narrator and the guide through the narrative. And we hear him at the beginning in conversation with Joya Sherrill as Madame Zage. 
Notice what I mentioned before about her absolutely perfect tuning and her ability to make musical sense out of very complicated harmonic and musical structures. Madame Zage, how does it feel to be First Lady of Mardi Gras? Desperately elite while on the go, but now I'm beat and blue for Joe. Joe who? Caribbean Joe. In the year 1963, Duke Ellington produced a theatrical extravaganza in Chicago commemorating the centennial of the Emancipation Proclamation. The work was called My People. It featured a full orchestra, a chorus, a tap dancer, numerous vocalists, and many different musical styles. For this piece, Joya Sherrill was brought in as a sort of headliner. 
in these appearances and on the original cast recording, she revives a song that she sang in the very early days of her association with Duke Ellington. It was a movement from the first of his many musical suites called Black, Brown, and Beige, which had been premiered at Carnegie Hall in early 1945. Joyous Sherrill did not appear in that original performance of this suite, but when it came time to record the movement called The Blues, she was called in at kind of the last minute by Duke to sing the song, which she went on the record as stating was one of her very favorite of his numbers. And she revived it for this theatrical extravaganza called My People. Here she is in the cast recording. By this point, the song was entitled not just The Blues, but The Blues Ain't. The blues is the accompaniment to the world's greatest duet, a man and a woman going steady. And if neither one of them feels like singing them, then the blues just vamps till ready. Thank you. 
the blues ain't something that you sing in rhyme the blues ain't nothing but a dark cloud marking time the blues is a one-way ticket from your love to nowhere the blues ain't nothing but a black crepe veil ready to In the year 1957, Joya Sherrill cut an album, or at least half an album, for an off-label, which features her singing a number of standards, and not all of them Duke Ellington or Strayhorn standards. The instrumentalists were never specified, so I don't know the particulars of this, but it was issued on an off-label, which had, on the other side, very early tracks cut by Sammy Davis Jr. The album was called Sammy Davis Jr. Jumps with Joya Cheryl, but the two of them never appear together, and in spite of the fact that it appears to have been a rather low-budget endeavor, she is at her interpretive and vocal peak here. So let's just listen to the final cut of that album. This is the song The End of a Love Affair, composed by Edward Redding, which a few years earlier had been a big hit for another superb jazz singer, Margaret Whiting. So I walk a little too fast And I drive a little too fast And I'm reckless, it's true But what else can you do At the end of a love affair? So I talk a little too much And I laugh a little too much And my voice is too loud When I'm out in a crowd So that people are apt to stare Do they know, do they care That it's only that I'm lonely and low a smile on my face isn't really a smile at all So I smoke a little too much And I joke a little too much And the tunes I request are not always the best But the ones where the trumpets blare Though I go at a maddening pace And pretend that it's taking his place What else can you do at the end of a love affair? Care that it's only that I'm lonely and low as can be, and the 
And the smile on my face isn't really a smile at all So I smoke a little too much And I joke a little too much And the tunes I request are not always the best But the ones where the trumpets blare Though I go at a maddening pace And pretend that it's taking his place What else can you do at the end of a love Now, in the year 1962, Joya went on a tour of Russia with Benny Goodman and his orchestra. This, like the Porgy and Bess tour from a decade earlier, was another one that had been sponsored by the U.S. State Department. And it was the first time that an American jazz ensemble appeared behind the Iron Curtain. This was not a particularly happy association for Joya. I think that while he was probably not quite the Danny Kay of jazz, Benny Goodman was, let's just say, kind of a difficult colleague, and he left her out, for instance, of live recordings that came out in conjunction with this tour. So the only documentation we have of this, that I've been able to find anyway, is a very brief live recording of the song, Let There Be Love, a 1940 tune by Lionel Rand and Ian Grant. Most of all, more than anything else, let there be love. example of one of the tracks on Joya's Sugar and Spice album from 1959 with Luther Henderson. And I want to play a few more things from that record because it sounds like a rather questionable undertaking, but I gotta say, it's so classy, it's so much fun, and she's the perfect combination of exuberance and elan in these recordings. Now, interestingly, ten years before this record was made, she, she also cut a 78 with the Rene Hall sextet, in which she sang one of these songs. This is Peter Peter Pumpkin Eater, and this recording is from the year 1949. <laughs> 
lyric <laughs> from our present-day perspective. But there are a couple other ones which position the female characters in a much more assertive position. Like this next one of Little Bo Peep. I think this is hilarious. I love it. And it's so... Well, just listen to it. But just see where she goes with this song. Because it's not necessarily where you expect it to go. Bop. A little bull peep won't bop. She's really just a square. She digs long hair. That's why little bull peep won't bop. A little bull peep just sits, a scooping up corny bits. From Mozart, Brahms, a bop, but they just don't rock. No little bull peep won't bop. She don't dig. Sir Ellington of Macy Cats like Diz Are sure to drive her crazy Man, she's a daffy dilly daisy That's why little Bo Peep won't bop I know I'd blow my top This queen don't give a razz For real cool jazz No, little Bo Peep won't bop oh, No, no, no No, no, no no, no, no A little old peep won't pop No, no, no No, no, no No, no, no A little old peep 
Strauss from June to January. This chick thinks Birdland's a sanctuary. Man, she's a kooky kookanary. That's why little Bull Peep won't be. I'm tired of losing sleep. Don't know what makes her tick. She's sick, sick, sick. Cause little Bull people. Bull Peep, she won't. Ooh, ooh. I mean, ooh, bop, shabam. She won't. Ah, ah. Oh, well, Alakazam, she won't doobly doobly debo a cookie mop. Peep won't bop. It's now time to say a word or two about Luther Henderson, who lived from 1919 to 2003. We've heard him before on the podcast as conductor and arranger for Eileen Farrell in her first two pop releases on Columbia Records. Directly after the war, Luther Henderson began working a lot on Broadway with people like Julie Stein, Richard Rogers, and Duke Ellington. Duke Ellington's sole book musical was called Beggar's Holiday. It was his version of The Beggar's Opera, and Luther Henderson worked on this short-lived production with Billy Strayhorn. Later, he went on to do so many different Broadway musicals, including Flower Drum Song, No No Nanette, Funny Girl, Pearly, The One Woman Lena Horne Show, and two black musical reviews, Ain't Misbehavin' and Jelly's Last Jam. For this last, he received a Tony Award nomination for Best Original Score. He also worked with, one can only say, a plethora of pop singers from that era. Everybody from Dean Martin to Carol Burnett to Leslie Uggams to Ben Vereen to Robert Goulet, Nancy Wilson, Liza, and, of course, Eileen Farrell. I want to play two more collaborations between Joya Sherrill and Luther Henderson. This next one is also from the Sugar and Spice LP, and it is Mary Had a Little Lamb. And again, it goes in a direction you absolutely do not expect it to go, at least I didn't, in that it turns into a very tender and devoted love song. Mary had a little lamb Its fleece was white as snow And everywhere that Mary went The lamb was sure to go He followed her to school one day Much against the rules It made the kitties glad and gay to see a lamb in school. Gee, that Mary loved her lammy and he loved her too. And that's just the kind of love I'd love from you. Follow you just anywhere you'd ever choose to roam. Whenever
whenever you call, I'd be there. I'd make your heart my home. I'd give you everything you want and treat you like a king. Your slippers, pipe, your easy chair. I'd do most anything. In the year 1960, there was this very strange sci-fi comedy called Visit to a Small Planet that starred Jerry Lewis, a reconfiguration of a television production with a book by Gore Vidal, which later became a Broadway play that starred Cyril Richard. This is so 1960s, it just can't even be conceived, (laughs) practically, if you weren't there. There's a character in this odd movie called Beatnik dancer Desdemona. She sings, evidently, a lament, which Joya Sherrill and Luther Henderson recorded together, which was released on Columbia Records as side one of a 45. Yeah, this is just pure bop, as would befit the beatnik dancer Desdemona. Will you doll? Ah, ah. Oh, bitch, you big cow. Oh, bitch, you big billy bop. Diddy boo, ulyaku. Flute, flute, will you tweet? Ah, yeah. Flute, flute, tweet. Flute, flute, diddy dot. Oh, video, video. Cheryl continued to perform, albeit somewhat sporadically as far as I can tell, through the 1960s. In 1946, she married Richard Gilmanot, with whom she had two children. 
and she stated in interviews that during that time, she made it her primary focus to be a wife and mother. But she never stopped performing, whether that was with Duke Ellington or with other artists, as we saw in that tour of Russia with Benny Goodman. In 1969, she appeared in a supper club act and happened to mention to her agent that she was interested in becoming the host of a TV talk show. Eventually, this morphed into her becoming the host of a children's television program for WPIX Channel 11 that was initially called Time for Joya and later was known as Joya's Fun School. On this series, her music director was none other than Luther Henderson. And on a memorable early episode of the show, her guest was none other than Duke Ellington. There's very little documentation extant of this program. There are a few audio and video recordings of complete shows, but the Duke Ellington show was captured at least on an audio recording. And we're going to hear a brief excerpt from that in which she introduces Duke Ellington to what was, in that iteration of the program, a live studio audience of children. They performed together an excerpt from Duke Ellington's My People theatrical extravaganza, a song called originally My Father and My Mother, which she refers to as Heritage. And here he is playing the piano for her, and this was one of his last television appearances, and I dare say one of their last appearances together. I want to tell you something, boys and girls. I am so very excited this morning. This is really the happiest day of my life. I have a guest with me, someone that is so fantastic, so marvelous, that actually to use adjectives to describe him would be an injustice. And so I am just going to say to you, this is my very first boss, a gentleman that's near and dear to my heart, someone that I love madly, Mr. Duke Ellington. Can you believe that? <laughs> Duke, I can't tell you how much it means to me to know that you got up this early to come and be on time for Joya. Well, Isn't that eight, eight o'clock in the morning, one never gets up. <laughs> one only stays up. I see, I see. But, you know, I thought the boys and girls might be interested in a wonderful song about children, about a family, about a wonderful family. You know the song you wrote from the show My People, Duke? Hmm. That very special song called Heritage about oh, yes. family life. Would you be kind enough to play that and I'll struggle through with you? Yes, and I'm going to try to see it. Now listen to the words of this song, boys and girls. Well, this is the song that says the same thing that everybody says about their people. About their family. Everybody's song. Them were tired and sang loud. Oh, 
about the beautiful women in this family of mine. So, you know, I want to say that that's a song that tells about a family that didn't have much materially, but they had the most important commodity that a family can have, and that is love. Regarding Joya Sherrill's musicianship, I would like to observe that the thornier and more complicated the song, the more compelling and skillful her performance of it. Once Billy Strayhorn became more of a contributor to Duke Ellington's catalog, his work became more complex, more subtle. I'd like to wind up the program today with just a few further examples of Joya Sherrill performing from the Duke Ellington slash Billy Strayhorn songbook. First, let's go back to those early years in 1945. This is a song called The Wonder of You. Liner, played golf in Indochina. I've flown a straddle through the blue. I've seen the clouds go under, but nothing like the wonder of you. I've fooled in Hawaii, put out a forest fire. I've read each new esquire through and through. I've seen a pirate's plunder, but nothing like the wonder of you. I've seen the coronation of a queen. I find it true The world in all 
its wonder has nothing like the wonder of you. From that 1957 half album, let's listen to Joya Sherrill's masterful performance of a very, very complicated and difficult song which has defeated many, many singers, but not Joya. This is her version of Billy Strayhorn's Lush Life, which almost incomprehensibly he composed when he was a mere teenager. I used to visit all the very gay places Those come what may places Where one relaxes on the axis of the wheel of life To get the feel of life From jazz and cocktails The boys I knew had sad and sullen gray faces with D-stone gay traces That used to be there You could see where they'd been washed away By too many through the day Twelve o'clock tales Then you came along with your siren song To tempt me to madness I thought for a while that your poignant smile was tinged with the sadness of a great love for me. Ah, oh, yes, I was wrong. Again, I was wrong. is lonely again and only last year everything seems so sure now life is awful again a trough full of hearts can only be a bore Would ease the bite of it All I care is to smile In spite of it I 
forget you, I will While yet you are still Burning inside my brain Romance is mush Stifling those who strive I live a lush life in some small dive And there I will be While I rot With the rest Of those whose lives are In the year 1965, I believe I mentioned that Joya Sherrill did another recording of Duke Ellington standards, Joya Sherrill Sings Duke. And from that release, we have the song Prelude to a Kiss, accompanied by various members of Ellington's inner musical coterie. She gives what one might very well be tempted to dub a definitive performance of this classic song. Like the flowers crying for the dew That is my heart serenading you My prelude to a kiss And if you hear a song that grows from my tender sentimental woes that is my heart trying to compose a prelude to a kiss Just a simple melody With nothing fancy Nothing much You could change it To a symphony A Schubert tune With a Gershwin touch Oh, how my love song Gently cries For the tenderness Within your eyes My love is a prelude That never dies A prelude to Okay. 
song gently cries for the tenderness which lies within your eyes. My love is a prelude that never dies. A prelude to In that interview that I played at the very beginning of the episode, when Joya Sherrill talked about her first contact with Duke Ellington, she also mentioned in the course of that interview that she had just gone to Sweden to record an album of further Ellington standards. This proved to be her last recording, and once again, she gives a near-definitive performance of one of Ellington's most famous songs, Mood Indigo. You ain't been blue No, no, no You ain't been blue Till you Indigo, that feeling comes stealing down to my shoes while I sit and sigh. Go. When my baby says goodbye And in the evening when lights are low I'm so lonely I could die Cause there's nobody who cares about me I'm just a fool that's lower than low can be When I get that mood indigo I could lay me down and die Oh, you ain't been blue
No new Patreon members to welcome this week, but I'm going to put together a bonus episode, which is actually not so closely related to this week's episode, but rather is an addendum, if you will, to a Martina Arroyo episode that I published last January on the occasion of her birthday. In the year 1980, she recorded an album of operatic arias for Eurodisc which was never reissued on CD, and which, at the time I did the episode, I did not have a copy of. But since then, I've gotten a copy of it, I've dubbed it off, and I find it to represent her at her stellar best. Also, just last night, I happened to see her in a documentary at the New York Public Library, where she spoke fondly and with great reverence and respect about the great Regina Resnick. So she's very much on my mind, and she should always be on our minds, because she is one of the great Verdi sopranos of the latter half of the 20th century. So what the hell? That's going to be the bonus episode this week. Now, if you want to support the podcast on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash countermelody, and you can become a supporter there either on a monthly or a yearly basis. That's all I have to say about that. I hope you enjoy Martina as much, as much as you are Joya Cheryl. And now back to our regularly scheduled programming. At the end of her life, Joya Cheryl suffered with leukemia, and she died at home in Great Neck, New York, on June 28, 2010, at the age of 85. It has been my honor to present her to you today. She is a singer, she is an artist, she's a musician, and she's a singer-songwriter that we absolutely should have in the forefront of our awareness of great jazz singers from the mid-20th century. I'd like to conclude with one final selection from the 1965 Joya Sherrill Sings Duke album. This is in a sentimental mood. In a sentimental mood I can see the stars Come through my room While you're is like a flame that lights the gloom on the wings of every kiss drifts a melody 
so strange and sweet in this sentimental bliss you make my all like a dream to call you mine my heart's a lighter thing since you made this lighter thing divine in a sentimental mood I For I never dreamt that you That you'd be loving Sentimentally My dear friends Keep the song in your hearts I'm Daniel Gundlach 